This is Strike, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and this is our hits and misses for Marvel in Hello and welcome to this festive episode of Strike. I'm your host P-Dubs as always and we're going to look at what we think Marvel has done well this year and what hasn't hit the target quite so well. We've all recorded these separately. I don't know what anybody else has said. I've not not listened to anybody else's and I, I thought it was the best way to do it. We don't want to be influenced to pick something that we sh- someone else has picked or not to pick that that thing because of that so we have done them separately so first up mr craig lucas over to you hello here am i um rambling on about 2017 and the marvel cinematic universe uh, firstly i'd like to thank mr washington for having me on strike for another year I've had a beautiful time with all the boys, Tony and that little scouse gimp, um, Josh. I've loved every minute of every show that I've been lucky enough to be on, so thank you very much. Now, I haven't disliked much from the Marvel Cinematic Universe this year. I'm going to rank the movies in order. There's been three massive movies this year and it's very, very hard for me to pick any bad. So I'm just going to rate them uh, three to one because they were all fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So coming in at number three is my favourite superhero of all time, is Spider-Man Homecoming. I thought I, I, I still love it. I've seen it about five times now. Can't get enough of it. It holds up every time I watch it. I love the Iron Man bit. So, uh, number two is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I sobbed at the end of that film, but the lead-up to it, there was some really good cinematic comedy it was vast on the big screen uh, so number one is Thor Ragnarok an absolute joy to behold can't get enough of it can't wait to see it for the second time I've already bought I've, I've bought all these films but uh, can't wait for it to be released so moving over to the TV series for 2017 I'm going to go with my favourite one first which was Marvel's The Punisher absolutely blue everything else out of the water i'm then going to go with agents of shield still love it me and my wife it's one of the few things we sit down together and watch so we get to snuggle up on the couch and watch that together can't wait to see the new series see where that's going to lead with them being out in space after that was the defenders i love the coming together of uh, daredevil jessica jones luke cage iron fist 
I wish, the only thing I do wish is maybe the Punisher could have had some sort of cameo in it, but big deal, you know what I mean? Maybe if there's a Defenders 2, he'll be in that. The least favourite of the Marvel films, but not my worst TV series that I've seen, uh, was Iron Fist. I still loved elements of it. He was just a bit of a whiny little bitch, that's all. Now... The one thing that me and my wife did try and sit down and watch was Inhumans. And it's dog shit. I'll be honest with you, it's not good. Uh, we had about eight episodes all backed up there ready to watch. We've watched the first three and we've deleted it. And we won't be watching it. I've heard good things of Runaways. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. We will, maybe, but probably not. <laughs> so, yeah... Uh, so, what am I looking forward to for 2018? Films, obviously, that are coming out. Black Panther, uh, seen the trailer for, on Star Wars the other day, and it looks absolutely stunning. Ant-Man vs. the Wasp, Infinity War, take me money. It's another blockbuster year. Netflix, definitely can't wait for Jessica Jones Season 2. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to sitting down with the boys and... Recording another show of Strike as well. So that's about it, really. Have a great Christmas day. Check out everything else. That's all. Should have all dropped at 8 o'clock Christmas morning. You should have a dad. You should have a UAD. You should have a strike. And please enjoy all our audio on all your new Christmas presents. So back to you, P-Dubs. In the studio, as they say in French, the studio. Or as uh, Nick, Nick says, free uh, day. Uh, and I'm like that. You the, you the fuck's day, and why does it need free? And... Craig, great to hear your uh, your choices there. Next up is our young whippersnapper, our, our university student. Thank you, Joshua. Over to you. Okay, so my best for 2017 is something we've actually touched on in a previous episode of Strike. Uh, it's Spider-Man Homecoming, but I wanted to specifically focus on the villain, Vulture. Um, and it when it comes down to villains for Marvel, um, in the past they've always just been like an antagonist or a punching bag for Iron Man, Cap, Thor, or whoever to basically hit. Um, but with... Vulture is something really different because you can actually empathise with him as to why he's decided to take the path that he has with creating tech and selling it on the streets to the gangs and criminals of New York. And he just has his job ripped away right at the very start of the film. He has his job ripped away from him by a big corporate company Tony Stark, obviously, but that's something that reflects modern-day society because people do have their jobs taken over by other things, whether it be a more professional company that know how to do the job better or it could even be machines replacing them, whatever, things like that. But because he has his job taken away, he thinks, I still need to provide for my family, and it's that family dynamic for the vulture that really made me understand why he was doing what he was doing and what made him a really good villain because you think about it you could compare Vulture to Heisenberg 
because he's doing what he's doing for his family, but he can just flip the switch really, really quickly, and you just know that shit's going to go down, and you're like, oh my god. So that's my best for 2017, it's just the vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming. My worst is another Spider-Man property, but unfortunately I am going to talk about the brand new Spider-Man cartoon for 2017, and this is really bad. I don't know if anyone's seen it, but it is really bad. Like, I really don't know why I finished episode 2, to be honest. I mean, the concept for the show is no different to Ultimate Spider-Man. May that rest in peace. Uh, but, and I think I don't think we actually needed a brand new Spider-Man cartoon. I think we should have been given, like, maybe a year to come down off the hype that was Ultimate Spider-Man. There wasn't much of a hype, but for people who did watch it, there was a bit of a hype. I mean, because this brand new Spider-Man, which is just entitled Marvel Spider-Man, there's no dramatic title like The Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, which is a great cartoon, by the way. You should check that out. Um, but this one came out seven months after Ultimate Spider-Man ended. It's it's ridiculous. It, we had no need for it. And on a note of the characters that are in it, um, there's not really a lot of depth to the characters because the show doesn't really explore serious moral dilemmas or financial things of struggles that Peter goes through or any of the other characters go through because that's why people love Spider-Man and the characters that surround him because they can identify with those characters because they're going through real-life struggles. Um, and another little really, really annoying thing is the fact that this show actually also has what I t call to my friends a Star Labs problem which people who watch The Flash will get, that in The Flash, Star Labs has the capability to have every single technology that they need to solve that week's particular problem. And this, it's the same with this new Spider-Man cartoon. He goes to a school called Horizon High. Not Midtown High, Horizon High. And that school just has every bit of tech under the sun. That you could anything you can think of, they can just make it, and it will solve the problem for that week. It is ridiculous. That show just needs to be taken off air right now, and we need a brand new Spider-Man cartoon in maybe a year's time just to get over how bad Spider-Man 2017 is. So that's my worst for 2017. Thanks, Josh. That was wonderful once again. We've uh, we've heard two choices now. We've got one left of my co-host, Tony. Over to you. Hi, good evening, folks. Um, so I've been tasked with giving you my best and worst of the year. It seems um, after much deliberation, it really comes down to one big screen item, I guess, for me. Um, uh, there was plenty to choose from this year with the Punisher, uh, predominantly, and Spider-Man, Homecoming. And it was the latter, really, that struck the biggest chord with me. Um, we finally saw Spider-Man and Peter both together in the one movie, encapsulated as I think most of us had always imagined. Before this, we'd had one or the other. Um, 
but it was great to see the Iron Man interaction. He didn't hate Stay's welcome too much. It was still very much Spidey's story at the end of the day. Um, a couple some great moments with Robert Downey Jr. Um, predominantly the bit I think after the ferry accident where he finally lays down the law was just a wonderful moment for me um, and showing Peter just how irresponsible he can still be at times um, I'm really looking forward to seeing his interaction again with Tony and the rest of the Avengers and hopefully the Guardians as well next year uh, great villain in it as well that Michael Keaton's fantastic uh, the bloke can do no wrong on the screen as far as I'm concerned. He will always be my Batman as well. Um, hopefully we'll get to see him as Beetlejuice at some point. Um, yeah, so that was a, that was my real high point. Um, the other high point of the year would probably be, interestingly one of my low points as well, would be the Disney announcement um, where we're going to get, finally it seems, the rest of the MCU put back in. I'm uh, really interested to see what's going to happen with Fantastic Four. Uh, the X-Men thing, I think, will be a little bit harder to shoe on them in at this point. Whether they're going to go down the multiverse route will be interesting to see. Um, but for one, I can't wait to see the Fantastic Four moving their way around New York. Maybe coming across Spidey, who knows, with the Sony thing. But certainly coming across Tony and the others, that would be a joy to behold. Um, conversely though the Disney Fox thing is also one of my low points of the year more in the sense of the overall global thing and just how big Disney might become in the grand scheme of things um, what we're going to lose possibly from Netflix and other avenues going on to their own pay channel I for one don't particularly want to pay for another television channel um I think it could possibly, dare I say, it, lead to a lot more people doing things illegally to, to watch stuff, streaming, etc. Time will tell, I guess. Um, we're becoming very fragmented now in terms of the television options we can get. I think where people want the more central options, you're having to go to four or five different places ultimately to see stuff. Um, I think it'll be a shame if a lot of it, their own stuff does become locked behind a paywall of their own doing. How that will affect us in the UK, who knows, with them potentially owning Sky as well. Maybe we will get a specific channel instead or something. Um, and the other low point was, for me, the Inhuman series. Uh, a lot of people have slagged it off. I thought it wasn't terrible, but just a bit on the dull side. As things stand at the point of recording, so I've still got the last couple of episodes to watch. And I'm going to have to force myself over the line just for curiosity. It's just a very bland and generic. Um, in a show where the best character is the CGI oversized dog, then you know you're in trouble. And there we go. Uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to one and all. Thank you there, Tony. That's the last of my co-hosts, so... I guess that brings it uh, full circle back around to me to to do mine. So I think I think the obvious one for for my best of of Marvel this year would have been to pick the Punisher, as we we raved about it in our reviews and everything. But I'm not going to go for for the obvious. I'm actually going to pick Thor Ragnarok. 
I I was quite harsh on it to start with um, during the process of making it. I wasn't convinced they were going in the right direction, but once I actually saw it, I think it actually became my favourite of the three Marvel Cinematic Universe movie releases this year. Love Spider-Man, don't get me wrong, but I think that's that's just the beginning for Spider-Man. Um, Thor Ragnarok was just a complete joy to watch. The, the introduction of of Hulk to the storyline was was great. I, I just love the way Mark Ruffalo portrays Bruce and the Hulk and the fact that, that Bruce that that Mark has kind of become the Hulk now. The the Hulk is him, he talks, it's Mark's voice, most of the movements is Mark. Um I love that. I love the, the introduction of the new characters. Uh Valkyrie I thought was a was a great introduction hopefully she'll get more to do later on um just uh, just the overall story i thought was really great and it it brings us to the point with with obviously infinity war it kind of kicked that off always a a great point for me just goldblum anything he's in i think he's great um i love that they did tie the storyline up that kind of we do know in some ways that he is the collector's brother and i love that it tied into the the guardians of the galaxy mission breakout ride at disneyland i thought that was great um and then we actually even saw the ride the ride is in the background of one of the shots so that was a really great tie-in um halo i thought was a great villain um hopefully we're going to see more of her as well come these next two avengers films always always great Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Um, we still don't know where his, his loyalties lie at the moment. Um, from the trailer in Infinity War, it makes it look like he's possibly gone back to Thanos. I, I'm i guessing he probably hasn't. I think that's something that's going to make you think he's doing that and possibly isn't, um, which I'm kind of glad about. I think they've thrown a red herring out there. And, and Hemsworth, what can you say about Chris Hemsworth? He's portrayed Thor now for for a long time. Uh, obviously way back to to his solo film and, and the first Avengers so it's a long time coming has that trilogy closed out I don't think so I think we'll probably see see Thor in another film obviously with the way they've set it up now he's the king of Asgard his, his dad's past um, I think we'll see another Thor film uh, in the next phase um, but we shall see um, We've not heard completely what's going on with it yet, so we'll find out soon enough. I think after the after the next two films. So that that was my big, my best thing for the year, the big hit, uh, a surprise hit for me. Um, now again, you probably think I was going to pick the obvious in in humans being the worst. I actually quite enjoyed it. I watched the whole series. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, it was slow. Possibly for, for comic book fans that have read the Inhumans comics, they may have felt it was a little bit off. I'm really hoping, I, I don't think they're going to get a second season. I don't think the, the the ratings were that great. But I enjoyed it and hopefully they'll, I'm hoping they might pop up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. later on this year. So they're not going to be my my mess. My mess is actually going to be the Defenders. Um, I didn't think it did what it could have done. Um, I felt the story was fairly poor. I wasn't, didn't hugely enjoy the story. I didn't like the fact that they brought back 
probably their weakest villain out of all of them in, in Electra. I don't think they've done a great job with Electra. That's probably one of the, the biggest misses they've ever ever pulled off in the in the MCU. I just felt there was more they could have done. That it, there could have been a bigger scope, I think. Uh, sadly, it wasn't quite as big. I don't know whether we'll get a second season of the Defenders. It seems like they might be doing team-up series. We've heard that, obviously, Iron Fist is now going to be in, in Luke Cage. Um, not heard about anybody being in Jessica Jones Season 2, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see someone pop up. Obviously, at the moment, it's not going to be Matt, because Matt, we're not going to find his story out until Season 3 of Daredevil. Um, but don't be surprised if we don't see, see Luke or, or Iron Fist make an appearance in Jessica Jones. I just I didn't think the story was particularly coherent. As I said, weak villains. As much as I love Sigourney Weaver, wasn't really much to it, uh, and just it just didn't work for me. Sadly, I was really looking forward to it, and it it just didn't didn't come off the way it should have done. Just it, the fact that I only had eight episodes. We've discussed this on the show. They give. The individual series, 12 episodes, yet the team-up, when there's more characters to talk about, they only gave eight, and I just, I didn't think it worked. So sadly, that is my, um, my miss for the, for the year. On that note, that is the end of this episode. I just want to thank my three co-hosts for, for the last year. Really enjoyed doing these episodes. I want to thank, we've had a couple of guests over, over the last year. Roger recently, I want to thank Roger for coming on, um, and thank you to the listener for, for continuing to listen to us, we are trying to build build this show so we can bring you some interviews, so anything you can do to help us, go and leave us a review, that means we're easier to find on iTunes, uh, give us a follow on Twitter, on Facebook, just anything that, that's going to help us be seen we're, we're hoping to get to a few conventions this year and hopefully we may get some interviews you never know if we're if we start building up our profile and people can see us then then hopefully we can get some interviews for you guys with some of the, the cast members so on that note i want to wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year once again thank you for listening and we'll be back in the new year Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Oh.